Good morning, good afternoon, good night. This is the Craft Heads Podcast, where my best friend of 20-some years, Tommy, and I do a podcast about nothing, but also everything, and every episode is something different. This is episode 128, and I'm recording today. Tommy's not here, but I'm recording from Tampa, Florida, with Jake Kurtz, who has been on several episodes before. If you're interested in what he has to say and you liked what he's said before, you can check him out on 115, 99, 63, 50, and 48. And if you don't like what he says today, then maybe those episodes aren't your cup of tea. <laughs> and then also his uh, soon-to-be brother-in-law, Brady. Unfortunately. Is, is also, <laughs> is also he's been on the podcast before, episode 71. And that was interesting because uh, Jake had a really good idea that our first in-person conversation was going to be recorded in an episode. Do you remember that? Ask See, that was it? my idea. Was or, it? or I'm going to steal it right now. Oof. Jake, you want to chime in? Um, that was definitely my idea. I, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll leave that one shrouded in mystery. But welcome back for the nth time, Jake, and welcome back, Brady. And uh, we'll begin with the drinks. Do you, you fellas want to introduce them? Basil Hayden, liquor. Of course, we are. <laughs> Anybody who knows Craft Heads Podcast knows that I and Tommy, for sure, we're both bourbon boys. Basil Hayden is a nice mid-level option, uh, about, I don't know, $40 a bottle or something. Really good for sipping neat. And we have three drinks on the podcast because we got three people. So Basil Hayden is a good go-to for me personally. So I'm sipping on that. Actually, um, I think me as well. I think everybody for is. Sure. But we also have a couple extra drinks that we discovered. This I'll talk about this beer. And then, Jake, you can talk about that one over there if you want. But we found, um, so Goose Island, which is a new, Tara, New York brewery, right? I think? It's on there somewhere. Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure Goose Island <laughs> is New York. If I figure that out, I'll correct myself later. But this was at Publix when we were loading up for the weekend because we're visiting them right now. And they had a buy one, get one on six packs, which is, to me, just amazing. And this is a six, is that a 6.8, 6.3, 6. 6. something like that? Um, but it's a hazy IPA and it's called the Lost Palette. And I know me personally, and I, Tara would agree with me, we both get really sick of how like every craft beer in existence nowadays seems to be an IPA. And that's changing a little bit. They're expanding a little bit and going into different things like Gozas and Pilsners and everything else. But this particular Lost Palette really shocked me with how interesting and good it is. It's a mango and cinnamon flavor. IPA, and I'm just a really big fan. Tara is raising her hand. Tara, would you like to contribute something to the conversation? Chicago. Thanks. I screwed up hardcore. Keith will love that. Um, Keith was on another episode. I can't remember what number. He was the marathon runner. So Shout out Keith. Keith. Uh, miss you, man. You're an inspiration. Shout out Reefer Sutherland. Has nothing to do with weed. It was just one of our wacky nicknames for him. So, uh, And then, Jake, that one over there, if you can tell the listeners about this particular drink. Man, I don't know a whole lot about it, but this one is... Uh... <laughs> yeah, this was, uh, it's basically, everything is canned nowadays, even uh, even a bunch of liquor drinks, but this one is called Ranch Rider Spirits, and it's a tequila-based drink, and it's basically tequila, sparkling water, and lime in a can, and it's, I don't personally like it, but a lot of people in this room, I think, like it, so. It's very simple. Uh, last night. I don't like tequila to begin with. Tara, Tara and I are big fans. This is quite drinkable, I must say. I had a a wacky cut water that I don't even I don't want to shout it out more than I already have last night it was not great but the other ranch rider spirits company that I had last night uh was it was simply vodka lemon juice 
salt and sparkling water. And, and I like those really simple ones. And of course, this is what percent yeah. here? I, I will say it's nice when uh, these types of companies, even ranch riders, um, keep it nice and clean. Like it's basically just the liquor with, you know, a little bit of fruit juice and maybe something else. So that's always nice. Exactly. And that sort of feeds into our topic here. I, we really enjoy it, It's funny because I really like to think I pay attention to what I put into my body food wise and all the different. Basically, everything's a carcinogen. Literally, everything is poisonous and causes cancer, and we know all that. But people can look at me and say, why do you care so much about that stuff? And then you like sit there and drink like a fish. And it's like, okay, well, first of all, I acknowledge drinking is bad. You shouldn't drink. I'm just going to say that. I do, but you shouldn't drink. And alcohol is bad for you. And you, you heard the most recent episode, The Truth About Alcohol, and all the, the cancer risks and everything else. But like, you know what you're getting. Whereas this is, we're part of a newer generation where we really care more about transparency and ingredients and all like these big corporations mm. that have been f just pumping us full of shit that's pumping. literally killing us mm. and killing our parents and other generations. So the topic is vaguely, and we'll probably talk about God knows what as we go, but there's a book called How Not to Die that Brady has read uh, and recommended to us by Dr. Michael Greger, MD. and He's the man. And with, with Gene Stone. So, Brady, if you don't mind kicking us off, tell us a little bit about the book as a whole. For and, sure. Uh, and for and sure. just reintroduce, I know, for anybody who is joining us for the first time or never heard your episode, tell them a little, about, little bit about your lifestyle. Sure, sure. So, I'm Brady, if you guys remember. So, yeah, How Not to Die was a book I actually saw at the library. I was going there once a week just trying to see kind of what was new and uh, not pay for books by just showing up and reading what's on the shelf. And this one stuck out to me because uh, nutritionfacts.org founder, uh, Dr. Michael Greger, actually came out with this book. I believe it's his second book. Um, and basically, it's got each chapter, the first half talks about different diseases and how not to die of cancer for, for each of them. So, for example, there's how not to die of pancreas cancer, uh, heart disease, all that kind of stuff. Let's see. Heart disease, lung, brain, digestive, uh, talks about diabetes. But the part that I was reading, because I'm hoping I don't get any of those for a long time, is uh, the part two, which just talks about the different kinds of foods and all their benefits. And honestly, I didn't know. I thought I knew a lot. I didn't know anything, honestly, for each of these different uh, foods and such. And, and that's Crazy. impressive, Brady, because I know – I feel like a lot of people with with – what might be considered fringe thought, which, you know, a lot of fringe stuff eventually becomes proven and mainstream. Other things sort of go by the wayside. But I can remember for sure uh, as, I'll say as recently as 10 years ago, I completely dismissed out of hand, you know, like organic this and, you know, whole foods that, all, all of that whole kind of thing. And now it's like, it's a pretty important part of my life. I'm not going to say I won't eat things that aren't organic because obviously that's not the case, but I really go out of my way to just make sure I know what I'm putting into my body. And if I don't recognize it, or if I know it's a carcinogen, I go out of my way to avoid it. So there's, sure. there's just a lot of information. There, there are, there's too much information and evidence out there now in scientific studies to ignore it. And it's kind of like, okay, you know, especially if you're like an older boomer, 
you're thinking like, all right, like I'm in my late 60s. What's the point of changing now? They're stuck but in their ways. They are. But <laughs> we have a, I hope, naturally, we have a lot of life left to live. So there's a lot we can learn from all this stuff and, and, and do better going forward. And, and the book gets into it. There's a lot of things that are reversible. And that's really nice to know because it's not just that we could be developing it. There's nothing we can do. There's a lot of diseases that are reversible. And there's honestly just specific foods that can reverse diseases. So that's uh, yeah, like if you, great to know. Uh, one example that I found in the book, and I don't know the exact accuracy of this, but um, chole- like bad cholesterol, if you just have a couple of Brazil nuts every single day, and it's, just, it's such a weird specific type of food that it's almost funny to even mm-hmm. say that. But it's like in this book I learned that if you have you know a couple of Brazil nuts every single day, it literally lowers your cholesterol like for a month at a time. So if you have, like, for one day, if you have two or three Brazil nuts, that improves, like, your lipid panel and your cholesterol for, I think it's like a month after that initial day that you have it. Have it every month. So imagine if you have two Brazil nuts every single day. Yep. It's insane. Yeah, and and Mm -hmm. also, uh, I guess, two caveats here. One, we don't know anything. And when I say we, I mean Jake. Brady and I, I, I uh, in the, the official Discord community, you know, I, I have a channel called Not Financial Advice, and I have this sort of running joke. Anytime I talk money and investments and things with people, I always say, I am not, this is not financial advice. It's just what I am doing. So everything you hear on this, yes, we're citing some, some things that people are also doing, but we're not giving you advice. We're just giving you information, and you do what you want with that. You can completely dismiss it. You can take it in and ponder it and you know factor it into your own life or take it as verbatim word of god whatever you want to do that's yeah. your <laughs> your decision i'm a business major in college so i did, I did not study any of this health related stuff but <laughs> i do try to put in I, I do try to put things into practice that i learn through people and books and just you know obviously how i feel through my own health so it's just things that make sense to me yeah. so like alex said this is not scientific advice that we're giving because we have the credentials, but it's stuff that we've learned. We're reading from scientists and nutritionists. And, you know, a lot of times uh, my argument for a lot of this stuff, including underarm deodorant, for example, and antiperspirants and aluminum. Yes. We'll we'll get into that. I can, I can say I don't, I don't and have not worn traditional deodorant for years. I actually don't know how long it's been at this point. I used a, a potassium alum or potassium alum block, which I know it's potassium aluminum or something like that, but the, it's literally a salt. And um, I just, it's one of those things where I'm not claiming aluminum causes cancer. I am claiming that not using aluminum doesn't cause cancer. You know what I mean? It's, it's and the same thing for food, right? So, Brady, why don't you uh, tell us? I don't know. Do you want to, like you said, do you want to flip to a random spot in there? Do we want to cover the baking soda thing real quick? What do, uh, you, yeah. what do you want to do? I wanted to hop into baking Let's soda, which is kind of nuts. So I remember as a kid, I started to smell bad, and people were like, yeah, try deodorant. And that's, that was my introduction to deodorant. So I think it was the, oh, what was it? Old Spice. The really gross smelling Old Spice. I think it was in a red container, and I didn't sweat. And that was just kind of gross. But over time, I ended up being like, I don't want to not sweat and get all these chemicals. So I decided to not wear deodorant. And then that was bad because then I would smell really bad. Ask my sister. (laughs) (laughs) And and then uh, I just discovered 
because I was use I basically use baking soda and vinegar for cleaning. Uh, vinegar helps prevent the growth of mold, and baking soda helps eliminate odor. So what I started doing was, oh, baking soda is not that bad. It's just sodium bicarbonate. So I would get water underneath my hands, and then kind of get my armpits a little bit wet, and then. Uh, dip my hands in some baking soda and kind of rub it in, and that's an effective deodorant because you, you rub it in underneath the area that, uh, that um, bacteria tends to fester, and it's, and bacteria can fester, but the issue is it, the baking soda will prevent, from my experience and most of the people's experience here, from the smell from becoming terrible. Yeah. I mean, and it's not bad for you. When, when you think All about natural. it... Yeah, and... And the other thing about baking soda, too, and this is probably somewhat obvious, but it doesn't make you not sweat. Correct. And, I mean, some people, I guess, would buy deodorant for the idea of not wanting the perspiration under their arms. But, I mean, one, that's simply just not natural because your body wants to sweat from that area. Yeah, your body was designed to sweat from your armpit. So, if you can get past the idea of like not minding when you have a little bit of moisture under your armpit and you simply just don't want it to smell like BO, something like baking soda is a pretty solid option because it kills the bacteria that causes the odor and it allows your body to still do what it's supposed to do. So that's that's what I do as well and I learned it from Brady. Yeah, I'm going to throw this out there. I really don't know what it does about the bacteria, but it doesn't make you smell bad. And it's natural, so try it. Yeah, highly I mean, recommend. Like, it. would you with, yeah, with antiperspirant? Like, you're you're telling your body no, you can't sweat. Would you just tell your body no, you can't piss or whatever? Like, it, it oh. just it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, but uh, yeah, even I just made the transition to trying baking soda. Tara was all about Did it. You? Yeah, she didn't have as much <laughs> luck with that that salt crystal that I used. Yeah, she would be like, I smell like whatever, and. Uh, I'm pretty lucky in that regard. She always is very jealous of that because I'm not a stinky person. But if I go for a bit, an undisclosed amount of time, and like I don't shower and I use the salt crystal, yeah, it wears off, and like I'll eventually be like, all right, I, I, you know, it's time for me to shower. Um, and I started using using baking soda. I think be, I think the first time I applied a, a, a solid amount was right before we left for Tampa. Flew down here. I was on a plane, and we had a night where I was sweating, or I, I was doing something outside where I sweat a good bit, and it was in excess of twenty four hours. I'll put it that way. <laughs> and I was like, "All right, time, time for the litmus test." And I smelled my armpit, and I was like, "Oh my god!" There was literally <laughs> no smell, and I was like, "Holy shit! Nuts. This stuff is wild." One thing that I've read—I don't know if it was in this book or somewhere else—but. When you apply traditional deodorant, like the Old Spices and the clinical dry stuff and stuff like that, I've heard that it causes kind of like a traffic jam almost mm-hmm. in your armpit. It up. And then basically what happens is you end up smelling worse because so much stuff is trying to get out. And eventually it's going to get out regardless. Like it has to have somewhere to go. So it's going to get out. So whenever you do use something like baking soda and you're allowing yourself to sweat naturally and just get it all out when it's supposed to, you actually end up smelling fine, like in the long term. Whereas, basically, you're like shooting yourself in the foot by using traditional deodorant because exactly. you're basically making it smell worse. Your body's eventually going to win. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and don't forget uh, Matthew McConaughey. He's uh, a, a smashing, uh, beautiful success, and he doesn't bathe. Have you seen uh, this trend about celebrities coming out about their so their stupid. bathing habits? It's so Who cares. St- 
I don't give a living shit about any of them. But the point is, like, there are other people out there who are like, yeah, I, I actually, now that it's okay to talk about this, I don't shower every day or whatever. I'm yeah, doing it's fascinating. McConaughey's doing. Well, he, <laughs> he's pretty go. amazing. <laughs> he's he's one guy. I'm like, all right, he's he's cool. I like. I, w- I want to be Matthew McConaughey. But so, so this is health hack number one: mm-hmm. baking soda. I like it. Health hack number two: Brady. Uh, maybe the broccoli thing. For sure, I will. Okay. Qu- I will quickly diverge and just say I only use baking soda, vinegar, and hydrogen peroxide for cleaning nice. anything. So hydrogen peroxide, I know, kills bacteria. It comes in a diluted form, but that's okay because it's still very strong. Mm-hmm. Vinegar for wiping down most surfaces. I do that for my work surfaces. Nice. And just it, I kn- it kills mold, which we all know is bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then well, ba- not all mold. Some mold saves lives. The bad mold. Yeah, the bad. It kills all <laughs> bad mold. Yeah, and then baking soda. Yeah. So can I suggest a uh, a slight different way of going about the next topic with the uh, broccoli thing? Yes. Just combinations of foods that cause the the root food to be better or like yeah you know yeah yeah yeah. for sure that's all cleaning stuff that's all i got for broccoli honestly is uh and that's that's it for the cleaning stuff that's the beauty of it's all pretty simple and and relatively natural Uh, i know that people are wiping down their surfaces with lysol and spraying the stuff in the air and and honestly in my opinion that stuff is going to get you more sick than whatever the bacteria you're, you're trying to kill. Well, especially like you said, spraying things that as soon as you, what's the word? Aer- Terra- aer- aerosolize? What's aerosolize. the word? <laughs> aerosolize? <laughs> Anytime you turn something into an aerosol, whenever you don't know, you just re- rearrange the sentence. You have to, re- I mean, <laughs> I, I'm immediately vindicated. Look at the whole thing with sunscreen one, ones that are are spray sunscreens like the aerosol ones mm. and they have benzene in them and literally using the sunscreen causes cancer which is hilarious because you're trying not to get cancer so it's like keep <laughs> things very simple one of my favorite yeah. cleaning uh things even for stuff like electronics because it won't hurt it as long as you're being smart about it is mm-hmm. using straight rubbing alcohol okay so that's gonna kill the shit out of everything oh yeah that's even better and it evaporates immediately it smells like it's pretty strong, you know, but it goes away so quickly. So yeah, I, I try and I, I don't use spray anything because I actually, a, a good way of putting it was, uh, I remember friend, uh, James, the one neighbor, time, James, yeah, neighbor, roommate, tenant, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> um, there is, there was a bottle of bleach, a spray bottle of bleach. So not that aerosolized. Exists? No, 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 not aerosolized, but I had it like in, oh. a, you know, we could spray it on stuff. Yeah. And it was leaking somehow because it was a shitty garbage, you know, $2 bottle or whatever. Uh And I can remember because it was constantly somehow leaking, there was like a faint bleach smell. And, you know, we were talking about how that's not healthy. And he reminded me, and shame on me because, like, I know a little bit about chemistry and and physics and everything. He was like, don't forget, you know, you might not not be thinking, oh, I'm touching it or swallowing it or getting in my eyes. But he said, you're encountering it. If you smell it, you're encountering it. Like mm-hmm. it's there yeah. are molecules going in your nose. You know what I mean? So it's exactly that spraying shit into the air is probably not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Like to, even like five years ago when I first met Kelly, I was I had those little uh, what are they like the automatic glade things? Yeah, you're spraying poison in the air. Like every forty five minutes, it poofs a little bit of glade air freshener into the air, and I literally had that in my tiny apartment. It was like every sixty seconds. Going. 
the yeah. room. It was going off like 12 to 20 times a day. Yeah. I, hey. Mm. That was just five years ago. I was... Exactly. This stuff, it, it you kind of get woken up quickly once you think about it. I used to use those too. And now when I see them in areas I, and I see one, I, I call it sneeze at me, I hold my breath. Yeah. I'm like, keep your shitty Johnson & Johnson chemicals yeah. like out of my lungs. Ugh. Like I don't want that. I have a question for probably Alex, probably not so much Brady, but what's something that, what's something crazy that you look back on five years ago? three to five years ago that you don't do anymore that at the time it seems so normal. Like similar to what I just said about the air freshener stuff. I'll give you another one. I literally used to in the morning wake up, not have any water or anything, just like shower, go to work. And I didn't like my job at the time. So I was just kind of trying to get through the day and survive. So I would on the way to work, stop and get a five hour energy slam that before work and that would get me through kind of like lunchtime and then I'd have probably not that healthy of a lunch and then after lunch I'd be tired from lunch and I'd probably have like a Red Bull or a coffee or another five hour energy and I was literally artificially running and I was doing that like four or five days a week Mm. and at the time it seemed so normal because I was like oh I'm just being productive to get through my work day and like be motivated and further my career but now I look back on that and I'm like like, when I look at my daily habits now, I wake up and drink, like, probably t- 24 ounces of water first thing. I don't have any caffeine for probably an hour and a half after I wake up. And, yeah, I still have a decent amount of caffeine. Like, I'll probably have, you know, 200 milligrams a day, two cups of coffee, like, one energy drink or something. But just, like, that type of stuff. Like, it seems so normal even, like, three or five years ago. But then once you learn certain things, it's like my God, like I was completely treating my body like shit. And at the time it just seems like it's, it's just your day to day life. So Alex, what's something for you that's like that? Okay. So actually Jake and I just discussed this right before the podcast. He and I have like difficulty listening to old podcast episodes or something where you were recorded saying something, especially if you have to answer something on the spot. It's, it's tough for me to give a very specific example. So I'm going to answer generally. And when I, inevitably produce this episode and listen. I'm going to be like, damn it, why didn't you say X? But basically everything that I did five years ago, I am probably did a 180 from at this point because you said something very important, new information. Like when you're, when you're presented with new information and there is a good case to change your behavior or your thoughts or your principles or whatever and you don't because you're stubborn – that's a, that's a sign of low intelligence, in my opinion. That's yes. just my opinion. Agreed. I change my mind all the time when new information is provided to me. And I guess a slightly more specific answer that I can maybe give, Jake, I, ca- your caffeine consumption has always terrified me, and I'm really glad that you've curbed that a lot. Um, but the idea of buying something and not looking at the ingredients, that is mind-blowing to me. Every single product I buy, I look at the ingredients now. And, sure. and like if there's caramel coloring in it, I'm not getting it. Like <laughs> some really simple like food dyes. Sure. There was recently, there was a um I'm gonna completely contradict myself. I just bought a, a bag of these Ritz, like thin, crisp, bullshit, whatever. And 
I, I love Cheez-Its, uh, specifically the Tabasco ones. They're called hot and spicy, technically. And don't get me wrong. They're garbage for you. It's just salt heaven, and the ingredients are not amazing. But there's nothing in there that particularly freaks me out. Well, I got these other Ritz things to try. And in the grocery store, I did not look at the ingredients. I did look at them when I got home. They had food coloring in them. I'm like, it's a fucking cracker. Why is there <laughs> food coloring in a cracker? Yeah. It's just... And I was like, I'm never buying these again. And these... Well, I, I will slight. I don't even know if it's a counter, but it's just another thought to consider. I still, every once in a while, will get something that's like a complete, you know, like a like an indulgence. Yeah, it's a good thing. Like 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 flaming hot Cheetos, for example. There's nothing good about flaming hot Cheetos. They're awful. But that being said, once every three to four months, I'll down a whole bag of them. Correct. This this was sort of me like looking for a new acceptable snack, and yeah. they the way they market it, and you and I know all about this. It looks like a better alternative. And meanwhile, I'm like, those garbage hot and spicy Cheez-Its are better because at least they don't have food coloring in them. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just so insane. So to answer your question, I I can't believe how different of a person I am now compared to five years ago. It, hell, even a year, three years, whatever. Five years. My God, completely different person. What about you, Brady? I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sure five years ago, I think everything I was doing was was different than what I was doing now. Uh, let's go back to freshman year of college. I was having Chick Fil A every day. Uh, I do love Chick. I would not on Sundays. Yeah, <laughs> uh, oh, this is true. Let, let's go with leftovers. I, I bought two things on Saturday. No, uh, I would say another meal would be uh, you can sum it up with snacks. And then the third meal would be at our dining hall at Florida State. And it just, it wasn't that great. Tried to do the best, but it wasn't that great. Uh, I mean, since then, I've gone kind of nuts, gone off the deep end uh, with, with veganism and, and more of a plant-based lifestyle. I love it personally. Um, it, was, it was kind of a big transition, but um, it, it all came with new information. If you if you ever seen any of these Netflix documentaries like Seaspiracy, with the Health, Forks Over Knives... Game and you, yeah, game changers. I know Jake uh, was influenced by really game changers. You'll be you'll be surprised at if you kind of open your heart to it and, and consider what you're currently doing versus what uh, studies or uh, other examples of what people are doing, uh, what that's prov- uh, presented to you. How that can have you kind of ponder: hmm, Should I change kind of what my current habits, what my current lifestyle is? So. Uh, I'm big on that is, is new information, and I think that's a good segue into some some new information here is uh, in, in How Not to Die uh, by Dr. Michael Greger. Something he mentions, which is kind of uh, a game changer for me, uh, is so cru- cruciferous vegetables such as broccoli, cauliflower. There are some other ones. Obviously, are good for you. Brussels sprouts. They're, yeah, Brussels mm-hmm. sprouts. They're, they're, they're vegetables, obviously, so they're good. But uh, food combinations, as Jake mentioned before, uh, combining cruciferous vegetables with mustard, uh, ground mustard, mustard seed, combining those together uh, creates a compound called sulforaphane. And, and what this can do is this can help, actually not help, it will kill cancer cells in your body. So the combination of cruciferous vegetables and mustard can actually help to eliminate cancer cells from your body that can build up over time if if you do like to indulge every once in a while or if there's some kind of environmental factor that could be increasing your cancer risk and another one that's big i think i don't know the exact stat but i think um 
if you combine what is it turmeric and black pepper so if you're gonna have turmeric i mean adding black pepper to it isn't really gonna like change the the experience a whole lot because it's not going to be that great regardless. All you're going to taste is but, the yellow turmeric. Yeah, yeah exactly. Spices. But if you just simply add a little bit of black pepper to the turmeric, it increases the amount that's absorbed in your body by 2,000%. Mm-hmm. So I, I literally won't have turmeric without black pepper. Like, now that I've learned that, I just can't have it by itself. It's like, it, why would I? Th- these are really... So let me think of one of the most basic and obvious... Food combinations, I do love that you mentioned just to sort of talk about that more. Think about something like, you know, there are there are some few, f- wow, there are some foods that are beautiful, complete proteins with all eight, Brady, help me, amino acids. Oh, there, there could, I think there could be 10 to 20 of them. No, 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 I mean, many uh, the amino, amino acids, acids or foods? Uh, amino acids. Okay, so let's just say in general something yeah. that would be considered a complete protein. For example, eggs. Uh, quinoa. What else? A couple other things. I believe off the top of your head. Uh, peas are pretty dang I, good. I'm, I don't find that surprising at all. That's a good one. So there are also combinations of things that you can put together to get a complete protein. For example, sure, rice and beans. Mm-hmm. I've always been told that those two things put together, you get the complete protein if if you eat them together. So yeah, there's there are so many different supplements and diets and all of these things or and like pills and whatnot where you get a whole bunch of one thing but i try personally this is my approach i try not to rely on things like that and i'm just like i'll eat what i need to put in my body for sure and that's a big thing that this book talks about is it's all available in in the the raw ingredients bioavailability yeah i'm big on on the, the raw ingredients i think the only things i've found that can't can't be found naturally. So vitamin D, obviously we get it from being out in the sun. Um, I think there was on one of the podcasts I listened to the rich roll podcast. He talks about how, if you're about at the Atlanta area, so latitude or, or North, there's a pretty good chance you're not getting enough vitamin D and, and some, unless you're a ginger like me. Yeah. Some, (laughs) some doctors claim that, that nobody has a, a a great amount of vitamin D. So that, I, I highly recommend that as a supplement. And, and B12, uh, meat eaters will oftentimes have adequate levels of B12. So in some cases, it, it's possible that it could be a little bit uh, insufficient. Not deficient, but a little bit insufficient. That could be su- one to potentially consider a supplement if your blood levels show that it's a bit low. Um, but those are the only things I supplement. Um, iodine is still a toss-up if you want to look into that. Feel free. There's and that's the yeah, thing. There's dude. conflicting studies that's exactly. currently one in the works that we'll find out more on Some, uh, in the future. Something for the future. I'm probably gonna and we'll wrap this up soon. But uh, I'm definitely at some point going to do an episode on something that is more important to every single person listening to this and us than anything else, and that's water. I have a thought sure. on water. There's a lot to talk about when it comes to water. I recently had a, a very a very wise person, a friend of mine who whom I trust and I value and respect his opinion, and he told me to read a book. Uh, and he said, Alex, he said, he said I know you and just so you know, this this one's going to push you over the edge cuz I've been mm-hmm. I've been on the edge for a long time like we're waiting waiting for the right to push over it. And he's like this one's going to send you over the edge. I'm warning you. So as long as you're okay with that, read the book. But uh, you know, just 
the idea of the stuff that we put in our water and that you don't get a say in it and that you know institutions are dictating all of that and the especially when you when you look at the the blind trust that previous generations have in institutions when to me it's mm-hmm. so obvious to look at something and say who is benefiting financially for this from sure. this you know yeah. that that's another whole topic and i'm trying to figure out what the best solution is for that in terms of you know what i put into my body and and all of those different things cuz this 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 same friend of mine he he says i like water in my water and there's there's a lot to be said for that cuz you know it, m- some people will tell you that for example and i do drink from time to time not always i drink distilled water sometimes in certain mm-hmm. circumstances and people will be like it will kill you it will just strip your body from all the essential minerals and everything and it's like well first of all i don't drink it all the time and second of all I you can get all the minerals you need from the food that you eat and everything For else. Sure. But and and, sure. and also I love drinking San Pellegrino because that's not fluoridated, but it does have various natural minerals in it and everything. So mm-hmm. Jake, you said you had a comment on water. Yeah the 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 thing about water that blows my mind the most out of anything, and this is definitely gonna bother some people that listen to this, and I don't care because it's it's my opinion. It's I, completely ridiculous. I also don't. Yeah, yeah. If you are one of those people that goes to the grocery store every week and you buy a 24-pack of water and you put it in your fridge and you drink a 24-pack of water every single week, or if you go to Costco and you get like a 36-pack of water every single week, you might be a piece of shit. (laughs) Like... Jake, I... I agree, listener. Sorry. I mean... Sorry, not sorry. Hold on. I didn't mean to apologize. There's a lot of people that I know that are great friends that I know aren't pieces of shit. Like, they're great people. Mm -hmm. But we'll be somewhere, and somebody opens their fridge, and they're like, do you want a water? And it's a fucking bottle of water. My parents are pieces of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Only in that aspect. No, no. My parents, too. Boomers. I hate boomers. My parents, too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure my parents still buy, like, the, the bottles of water. And the worst part, too... I mean, my parents do this, and a lot of other people don't even realize this. Well, maybe they do, but they just don't care. Do you realize that those 36 packs of water and 24 packs of water sit in these, like, hot factories and, like, hot grocery stores and gas? Have you ever driven by a gas station, and you see them sitting out front in the sun, and then they bring them in later to put them in the cooler? Like, that's literally plastic mixed with water that you're drinking, and it's wasteful for the environment. Which honestly, I'll be honest, like I don't care as much about that. It's just like and, and it's not it's not one of those personal issues that like completely I think about all the time. Um, I know that logically it's important, but I just don't think about it that much. But um, when it comes to water bottles, you can get a Brita filter, you can get a zero filter, you can get a pure filter, you can get a pitcher that you sit on your counter or in your fridge. You can get a thing on your faucet that turns your faucet into drinkable water. There's so many there's so many other options outside of getting bottled water that if you're in 2021 and you're getting 24 packs of water every single week, you're an idiot. And I'm so glad you just said that, Jake, cuz I'll I'll dial it back, not cuz I'm worried about offending anybody cuz I'm not, but all kidding aside, at best it's it's a dumb decision because Jake, I actually, it, it's funny that you mentioned the the eco part of it because I quit 
plastic bottles of water and and I actually try and avoid plastic in all aspects of my life when it comes to consumption. But I that was the reason I quit was for like the environmental reasons. And I'm not even a tree hugger. I'm, I'm far from it, frankly. But that being said, there's a difference between being basically environmentally conscious and and watching what harm you do versus what you take from the planet and like being a hardcore tree hugger or something like that. But yeah, it was it, it was nice because it sort of blended with how I felt whenever I got more eco-conscious about things like that. And then I realized, oh, wait a minute, I'm literally drinking plastic. And before somebody comes back to Kurtz and they're like, oh, well, you're drinking out of plastic in a Brita. First of all, uh, from from an uh, environmental standpoint, it's one thing. So you're reusing it over and over and over again. Well, I have a stat. And and it's it's staying cold, so it's not leaching the stuff. It's BPA free, et cetera. Go ahead. And if you are one of those people that just really cares about the wastefulness of it, um, I just pulled up a stat that says one water bottle takes 1.9 million days to decompose. So think about how many water bottles that are not decomposed are just sitting on Earth. Right it's, it, for for the sake of this conversation, they don't decompose yeah. that's in <laughs> infinity yeah, like what is 1.9 million days yeah. it's like a zillion years yeah the so, world will end by the time that happens well humans will be gone let's put it that way <laughs> the world will earth will still be here but we yeah. piece of shit humans will be gone so um sort of like i said earlier when uh, your human body will win earth is one of these days earth is gonna win well yeah we see it with all these uh wildfires and such exactly the it's world is burning everything's burning oh cheers no all, all kidding aside there's there's so much to talk about here i first of all i really enjoy i've talked about this many times getting different opinions and ideas on the podcast and you know i i also really like the idea of the shorter ones i know every once in a while we do longer ones especially because we go longer without posting episodes but these more bite-sized 30 to 40 minute ones i feel like are a little bit more digestible for our listeners but we'd love your feedback so if you ever have anything to share with us, craftheadspodcast at gmail.com. Also, very importantly, uh, on patreon.com slash craftheadspodcast, we have our our patron community there. If you want to support us at every level, we can send you some pretty wacky shit if you do the $5 per month, $3 per month. Uh, and then, and like, if you just want to be part of the Craftheads fam and join our Discord server, and we have a couple channels in there, I've actually been toying with a new channel, which is going to be Movie Recos. Because if somebody doesn't listen to all of the movie podcasts, but they like to see it in a very quick, digestible form with the recos, I would like to start a channel for that. So if you want to be a part of any of that, uh, check us out there. Uh, we would love your support. Don't forget, we still have uh, Craftheads podcast face masks because this pandemic is never going to end. And trust me, they're the best face masks that you can wear. I mean, to date, I actually voluntarily put them on sometimes now because I just these ones don't bother me. So... Always an option. Uh, questions, comments, feedback, though. We'd love to hear from you guys, and we appreciate you listening. Thank you, Brady and Jake, for joining again. And Jake, it looks like you have something else to throw in. Yeah, I was no? just going to say, if you're in the, the Craft Heads Discord community, I'm just curious if anybody has anything that you used to do three to five years ago that nowadays you'd be like, that's ridiculous. Just put that in the, in the Discord because I'm in there and I'm just curious. Thank you so much for that, Jake, because I would love to see that too. And and it'll give me a chance to actually think about it and answer the questions. So <laughs> they're just always, you know, my the only advice I'll give, and I said this wasn't, you know, professional or scientific advice, just 
be open to new information. And changing your mind does not make you fickle or stupid. It, it's the opposite. It makes you intelligent. And it, if you're able to adapt to change, you're going to survive longer. <laughs> like stubborn people who are set in their ways, <clears throat> boomers, <clears throat> they have a lot more trouble with that. And there's there's no shame in changing your mind. You know, it's just things change and, and you change with them or you can perish. That's fine, too. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to thank the Craft Heads podcast for the mask. Unfortunately, I don't wear it enough. I forget. It's all good. <laughs> it's it, too it, often. You, you really... Very comfortable. You have a, a fairly remote lifestyle, so it's, you know, it's completely unnecessary. For sure, for sure. Yep. And you do wear a Craft Heads tank top all the time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I hope you guys course. enjoyed this picture. We, we took several, and the one that we decided to post was just absolutely beautiful because of, of Lou the Golden. So th- thanks, Lou, wherever you are. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys, and uh, to be continued. I'm sure we'll we'll have another one of these someday. Peace. Peace.